Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is your Times Daily World Briefing for Saturday the 19th of March. I'm Emily Ferrier. And I'm Laura Cook. Vladimir Putin holds a rally to gain support for his war on Ukraine. And it, it completely reminds me of Nazi-style summits or Nazi-style celebrations. And Biden issues a warning to Xi Jinping. Well, I think he came away uh, feeling that he had conveyed clearly uh, what the implications and consequences would be. The Times Daily World Briefing. We start in Ukraine, where President Zelensky fears there could be 1,300 people still trapped under the rubble of a bombed theater in Mariupol. The Russian ambassador to the UN has denied his country played any part in the attack on the theater. Speaking to Times Radio, the former Ukrainian Prime Minister, Arseniy Yatsenyuk, dismissed the ambassador's claims as lies. He is well aware of everything, and he knows that the time will come when they will be brought to justice, his president, his DOD, his foreign minister, and everyone who ordered an invasion against an independent and free country, Ukraine. Thomas Bendel is an emergency coordinator based in Lviv. He told Times Radio how difficult it is to provide aid to those trapped in the besieged city of Mariupol. There is no electricity, uh, there is no connection, uh, no mobile reception, uh, hospitals and pharmacies are completely out of stock uh, at this point. Uh, So even the people in the city who are in desperate need uh, of medical help actually can't get any, uh, because even though there are doctors there, they have nothing to work with. Elsewhere in Ukraine, one of the country's most distinguished stage actresses from the Soviet era, Oksana Shvets, was killed on Thursday morning after her apartment in southeast Kyiv was struck by a missile. Not long after, she was photographed lying amid the broken glass in front of her block, her body covered by a shroud. She's among 60 civilians killed in the capital. Schwet's career had survived the censorship of the Soviet era, interrogations by the KGB, and the collapse of the USSR, and she had flourished under the new freedoms of the 1990s. Meanwhile in Russia, President Vladimir Putin praised Russian unity over what he continues to call a special operation in Ukraine during a rare public speech marking the 8th anniversary of Russia's annexation of Crimea. A rally held in the Moscow stadium that hosted the 2018 Men's Football World Cup lasted about five minutes, but was interrupted by technical difficulties. In an attempt to unify Russians and justify his actions, Putin used the opportunity to repeat unfounded claims that Ukraine was committing genocide in the Donbass region. The broadcast was cut off, and state television showed patriotic songs performed earlier in the day until the speech was re-aired from the beginning, ending with Putin walking off stage. More than 200,000 people attended the rally, according to Moscow police. Speaking to Times Radio, Former Ukrainian Prime Minister Arseniy Yatsenyuk said that he was disgusted by the rally scenes. 
you know what's happening right now with Moscow it's outrageous and unacceptable and and that's that's just you know inhuman and it it completely reminds me of nazi style summits or nazi style celebrations when uh, this modern hitler who is president putin decided to celebrate what atrocities mm-hmm. crimes against humanity killing innocent ukrainians and this crowd cheered up this modern hitler that's that's just disgusting Mikhail Kashinyov was President Putin's first prime minister, but is now a strong critic of the Russian regime. He told Times Radio that the war had definitely slowed down and that he believed that Putin is considering his next steps and will make a decision about what to do in the coming days. But he does not believe that the Russian president will back down. Mr. Putin doesn't want to be, to be looked as defeated. But the only thing what is Ukraine right now can offer to Mr. Putin to recognize, uh, to or to say that Ukraine in the future will be a neutral state. Mm. But it is not enough for Mr. Putin to open, to start this such a, a dangerous and I would say absolutely uh, criminal war against sovereign state. He needs to achieve his goals, the goals that he announced and promised to uh, all Russians. There would likely be consequences for those who support Russia, That was the warning from US President Joe Biden to Chinese President Xi Jinping. The leaders met for nearly two hours yesterday to discuss the war in Ukraine, as the US and its allies fear China may help ease economic sanctions imposed on Russia. The call marked the first meeting between Biden and Xi since Russia's invasion, and White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki said the US will continue to engage with China. Well, I think he came away uh, feeling that he had conveyed clearly uh, what the implications and consequences would be, and also that he had the opportunity to lay out specifically what steps we've taken, why, and what we're seeing on the ground. And he also said uh, that we would continue conversations uh, at um, uh, task the teams to continue conversations. So that indicates that we will continue to engage with them. At the same time, Chinese state television said the country was still willing to offer humanitarian aid to Ukraine. China has put forward a six-point initiative on the humanitarian situation in Ukraine and is ready to provide further humanitarian assistance to Ukraine and other affected countries. All sides need to jointly support Russia and Ukraine in having a dialogue and negotiation that will produce results and lead to peace. The US and NATO should also have dialogue with Russia to address the crux of the Ukraine crisis and ease the security concerns of both Russia and Ukraine. China has not denounced Russia for its invasion of Ukraine and was one of 35 countries to abstain from the UN vote to formally condemn its actions. It also blames NATO and the US for not addressing Russia's security concerns in the build-up to the invasion. Putin's belief that Ukraine is part of Russia mirrors China's own situation with Taiwan, another topic the leaders discussed. With regards to sanctions, Chinese officials said Xi warned Biden that they would only make the people suffer and if further escalated could trigger a serious crisis in global trade. But former UK Foreign Secretary William Hague told Times Radio that it's in China's interest to end the war in Europe. It is in China's own interests, as well as the interests of common humanity, 
to try to bring the this uh, war to an end and that they've got the most leverage to do it. It's not in their interest to have a, a global economic recession uh, or indeed a rejuvenated, reunited Western world or for Russia to implode, which it might in various ways in the future. So they really ought to be using their leverage. The call between the Western and Eastern leaders came as tensions between the two countries are at an all-time high. On the way, wildfires in Texas become fatal. And a new ownership bid for an English Premier League club. Times of London Daily World Briefing. Work from home orders may seem like a thing of the past as coronavirus measures are lifted in many parts of the world. But the workforce may have to stay away from offices once again this time due to the energy crisis. The International Energy Agency is demanding emergency measures to halt the crippling oil shortage resulting from Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Adjustments such as lowering speed limits, making public transportation cheaper, and reducing air conditioning have been suggested on top of the work-from-home idea. Sanctions and boycotts of Russian oil are likely to remove 2.5 million barrels per day from the markets, creating a real risk that markets tighten further and oil prices escalate significantly in the coming months, as oil demand typically peaks in July and August. The International Energy Agency has also coordinated the release of emergency oil stocks to help ease prices. That's the sound of wildfire destroying over 50,000 acres of land in Eastland, Texas, around 120 miles west of Dallas. Texas A&M Forest Service, who posted the video of the fire on Twitter, said strong winds and critically dry grasses led to 10 wildfires ripping through the second largest state. As of Friday, at least one person has been killed and hundreds evacuated in Eastland, with the Forest Service saying the fire was only 4% contained. Around 50 homes are believed to have been destroyed, but officials are unclear of the true extent of the damage. Hundreds of miles south of the fire in Houston and hazy conditions prompted city officials to send out warnings of smoke and ash. Meanwhile, the National Weather Service in Texas warned of an elevated to near-critical fire weather condition across western Texas over the weekend. The Times Daily World Briefing. Sport. And finally, with the latest ownership bids made for Chelsea, here's John Jackson. At least three ownership bids were made for English Premier League club Chelsea before Friday's deadline. The confirmed offers came from British property developer Nick Candy, Chicago Cubs owners the Ricketts family, and the pairing of Martin Broughton and Lord Sebastian Coe. Premier League club Chelsea were initially put up for sale by their Russian owner Roman Abramovich following Russia's invasion of Ukraine, before sanctions were imposed on the oligarch by the British government, effectively giving it control of the club. Further bidders are expected to be confirmed in the coming days, whilst on the field the European and World Club champions play their English FA Cup quarter-final away at Middlesbrough on Saturday afternoon. No Chelsea fans will be present at the ground, as one of the conditions of their ongoing trading is that they cannot sell match tickets. And that's your Times Daily World Briefing for Saturday the 19th of March. This podcast from The Times is brought to you in partnership with Google Podcasts.